0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This week, which actually is the week before uh, the, the sixth Sunday of the Holy Great Fast, which is called usually Sunday of Baptism, because the catechumens were used to be baptized on that Sunday so that they may celebrate the Holy Week as full believers in the church. So the reading of all this week are about the enlightenment, especially the sacrament of um, baptism is called the sacrament of enlightenment, because we move from dark to light. Before baptism, we are in the kingdom of darkness. After baptism, we move to the kingdom of light. For example, yesterday in the liturgy, we read the whole book of Tobiah. Because Tobias was blind and he was healed. And moving from darkness to light is enlightenment. Today, we read the story of Bartimaeus, the man who was blind, sitting at the road of Jericho begging. And actually, if we analyze what he did, he actually moved through eight steps. And these eight steps are essential for each one of us if you want to reach the enlightenment. So what are the 80 steps? The first step, step, he acknowledged that he is a blind and needs of healing. Many people actually don't acknowledge the blindness of their spirit. And because of this, they don't feel they need healing. Tomorrow, actually, In the miracle of healing the man who was born blind, the scribe and Pharisees, they were blind spiritually, but they did not admit it. That's why the Lord, as you're going to hear tomorrow, the Lord told them, if you were blind, which means if you admitted your blindness, you would not have a sin. But because... We say, You say, we are see, we can see, your sin remains. Some people, they have problems in their life. Some people, they struggle in their life, but they don't want to admit it. They blame others. They don't take responsibility. For example, an addict, maybe he will never admit he's an addict. That's why you cannot heal him, you cannot help him. Once he admits the blindness, the addiction, this will be the first step in recovery. So the first step is to admit and to feel the need to be healed. Maybe some people actually admit it, but they don't want to be healed. Last Sunday, the Lord said to the paralytic man, do you want to be healed? So it's not enough to admit it, but also the desire to be healed. I have a problem of lust. I have a problem of anger. I have a problem of lying, sins of tongue. I have to admit it. Take responsibility. Not blaming anybody on it. I say, this is my sin. And I need to be healed. I need to be recovered from this sin, as Bartimaeus was doing. The second step is to have faith. As the Lord told him, your faith has made you well. To, fi- to have faith that you can be healed completely. Some people, for example, who smoke for a very long time, and they want actually to quit smoking, but they don't have faith that they can quit smoking. And you hear them saying, I have been smoking for 30 years, 40 years. Do you think I can stop it right now? Yes, you can. Through the grace of God, I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Don't trust in yourself. Trust in the Lord. Trust that the Lord can heal you as he healed the paralytic man, as he healed the man who was born blind, he can heal you from the spiritual blindness. From any sin, he can heal you. The third step, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Crying and praying to the Lord, that is the third step. Some people, when they try to overcome sin, they try counseling, they try some exercises. And all of these are wonderful. I'm not against all of this. But if you are trying all of this without crying to the Lord, it avails nothing. If you get the patch to overcome smoking, but you are not crying to the Lord, it will not help you. So. I'm not saying don't try other things, but trying all these things without crying to the Lord, He is the healer of our souls, bodies, and spirits. Cry to the Lord with Bartimaeus, and tell Him, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me not because I deserve it. Have mercy on me not because I am good, but have mercy on me because of your compassion, because of your loving kindness, because you don't desire a sinner to perish, but rather to be re- to return and live. Then actually, once you start crying to the Lord, you will have many people and many thoughts, and Satan will tell you, be quiet, as we read, then many warned him to be quiet. So the, the fourth step, you should know that you will be exposed to wars, spiritual warfare. Satan will tell you, you are crying, you are praying, you will not gain anything. Do you think that you can overcome this sin? No, you cannot overcome this sin. And Satan will make you fall in despair and Satan will try to convince you to be quiet. Either through thoughts, the warfare of thoughts, or through the tiredness of the uh, body, the flesh, or through laziness, or through distraction. So Satan will use so many ways to prevent you from crying to the Lord, to stop you from praying and crying to the Lord. But I like What he did, Bartimaeus, what he did. And this would be the fifth step. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So people telling him, be quiet. But he cried all the more. When all these uh, obstacles to prayer will actually come and attack you, Do like Bartimaeus, cry all the more, increase the time of prayer, increase the frequency of prayer, and increase the zeal of prayer. Don't let the words come from your mouth, but let the words come from your heart. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me, enlighten my way, help me to overcome this sin. Set me free. And the Bible says, if the Son set you free, you will be free. Set me free from the bondage of sin. Then actually, with all God will respond, He told us, Ask and you shall receive. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, He is calling you. So, be of good cheer. Have hope that God will answer you. Sometimes we pray, and after one week, two weeks of prayer, if we did not get a response, we stop praying. And our trust in God is shaken. But we should know that even if God waited till the fourth watch of the night, eventually he will answer according to his economy. He heard that Lazarus is sick, as you're going to hear next Saturday. And we read in the Gospel of John chapter 11, he waited two or three days. He waited until he died then actually he went because he wanted to do a greater miracle especially before his passion if he healed him he would be one of those who are healed but now he raised him after he was in the tomb for four days many times people ask and cry to the Lord and God actually will hear eventually but he will hear in his own time Zechariah and Elizabeth cry to the Lord and he waited to give them a son so many years and then in the fullness of time he gave them the greatest among those born of women Saint John the Baptist so don't lose hope God may say yes, God may say no, God may say not now, and even if he says no, it is for your own benefit. St. Paul, who healed many people, when he had the thorn in the flesh, he cried and asked the Lord to heal him, and the Lord told him, no, my grace is sufficient. Because my power is made perfect in weakness. So don't lose hope. But definitely when we pray for spiritual blindness, God will answer. Because he doesn't want us to be spiritually blind. He wants to heal us from the blindness of the spirit. He wants us to be enlightened. In your light, we shall see light. The seventh point, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Why the Bible mentioned throwing aside his garment? Sometimes we are attached to things who are not willing to give up to go to Jesus. So the seventh point in the journey of enlightenment, you need actually to forsake whatever you attach it to. And this thing can be an obstacle in following the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you are attached to social media, or waste of time. Maybe you attach it to some friends. I, I don't want to give them up. Although I know they hurt me. So, what are your attachments? What are the attachments that actually preventing you from following the Lord, from coming to Jesus wholeheartedly? This man threw aside his garment. I will come to you, O Lord. Even if the attachment is my own family, like Abraham, God told him, go, leave your family, leave your hometown, and come and follow me. And Abraham followed the Lord, even not knowing where he was going. We need to search carefully, what are the attachment in our life that preventing us from coming to the Lord Jesus? Then he came to the Lord. That's the last point. And Jesus answered and said to him, "What do you want me to do for you?" And the blind man said to him, "Rabuni, that I may receive my sight." Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. The last point is to follow Jesus on the Lord, To surrender to him, to give him your life, and to walk in his footsteps. Not only actually to walk in his footsteps, but to be united with him, As St. Paul said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So when we are united with the Lord, we will do exactly what the Lord is doing. Ask yourself all the time, what would Jesus do? Before doing anything, before making any choice, before making any decision, Are you living according to the will of God, or we are living according to our own will? Many times we say, your will be done, but actually, we want our will to be done, and we want God to execute our will, not actually to surrender completely to his will. We need to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, like Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus did not did not worry about how he provided for himself. He was a beggar. He was a, a poor man. And he used to live from begging money from the people. And I want you to think about two points. Number one, people had compassion on him because he was blind. Now he is not blind. And also he followed Jesus so he cannot sit on the road and big as before. But once he decided to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, he did not worry about anything. He, he, he knew that the Lord will guide him. He knew that the Lord will bless him. He knew as he is now he is enlightened that the Lord actually bless his life. So these are the eight steps which actually all of us we should and we can apply in our life to be enlightened spiritually. Number one, to admit that I am spiritually blind and I am in need of healing. This is very important to admit I am spiritually blind and I am in need of healing. Number two, to have faith that yes, I can be healed spiritually completely. I can be set free from any sin, sin of lust, sin of anger, sin of tongue. I can be set free completely, not through my power, but through Jesus Christ to strengthen me. Number three, start praying and crying to the Lord. Cry to the Lord wholeheartedly. Number four, don't give in when Satan tries to start a spiritual warfare against you to stop praying. Yeah, when you start praying, expect Satan will attack you in so many different ways to stop praying so don't give in to these attacks number five actually cry all the more pray all the more as I told you increase the number of prayer the time of prayer and the zeal of prayer make the prayer come from your heart Number six, trust and have hope that God will answer you. Even if he waited, if he waits, he will answer you. Don't give in. He said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it will be open to you. So, don't believe Satan, don't trust Satan when he tells you God doesn't love you. God will not heal you. No, he's a liar. God will set you free from any sin. Number seven, search what are the attachments in your life that prevent you from following the Lord. Each one of us, and me, first one, we have attachment in our life. Things we are clinging to, we are not willing to give up. But these things actually are obstacles. Prevent me from following the Lord. Search for this attachment and throw them away as he threw away his garment. Then the last point surrender your life completely to the Lord. Say your will be done. Follow him wholeheartedly. Ask yourself before making any choice, is this the will of God? What would Jesus do? And do it. Don't do your own will, but do his will. If we follow these eight steps, we will be healed and enlightened as Bartimaeus. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.